Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome everybody to Salt Talks. Today, I am with my daughter, Brooke, known as Brookie Poo, if you've been listening to Fam Bam. And today we're coming to you with part two to episode Getting Your Salt Back. If you've been following in episode one, we talked about how laying a solid substructure really can help us as we are seeking to grow in abundance in all areas of our life. And back in episode one, we laid some premises that we had some questions about from the audience. So what does it look like when negative thoughts come? How do you get your thinking back on the right track? So today we're going to have a part two to that series, getting your salt back. And I have asked Brooke to join me because I think she comes with some great, great keen insights. And I think together uh, we'll have an opportunity to share some thoughts and some ideas. But first of all, Brooke, you want to tell the audience, hello. Hi, everybody. Um, hope everybody's having a great day, great morning, whatever whatever the time that you are listening. I hope it, it has been a great day for you, and I look forward to doing this episode with Manda. Thank you, Brooke. All right. When I first got introduced to the stick man figure, kind of in how we think about our with our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, it was over 20 years ago. And I think I shared that I started, you know, I said, what the heck, if I applied some of these principles and things started to change, what would it hurt? And so I remember, you know, sharing that I started applying these principles into areas of my own life with some very substantial changes. And it wasn't until I began to use some of these same uh, strategies as I worked with others that all of a sudden I saw the profound difference. I saw the capacity that you could help others achieve their goals and their desires. And that's what really matters in this life. If one person listening today, just one takes a small portion away and impacts their own life and then impacts the lives of others, this has all been worth it. But I can assure you, as I've applied these principles for the past 20 years, I can tell you with absolute assurity that these same principles that we're going to talk about today have influenced the lives of students in the classroom. I was able to help students in grades five, six, seven, and eight that had never passed a state exam. And after six weeks working with them, not only on their skills, but with these concepts, 93% of them passed the state exam, their math and reading portion, and they had never passed that before. I can tell you that sales teams that I've worked with increased their closing ratios at 85% and increased market share by an incredible amount. Also impact athletes on the court, you know, applying these principles built also around goals and strategies. We were able to take a one in nine volleyball team and in three years, turn it into uh, state contenders. And so as we travel and trek on, you know, in our journey together, I'm sure each of these stories will have an episode or so to share, but I'm telling you, it was through the, the conscious effort and building and laying a substructure and sometimes relaying over ground that, you know, as I shared in episode one, 
how I had let my salt be taken away when I thought, you know, gosh, I, I can't sing. So for 15 years, I didn't sing, but there's been so many other times in my life that I've had to consciously apply these principles when negative thoughts would come, or I would experience the, uh, you know, success, or I would experience failure in certain areas. So, you know, a lot of times we use those conscious mind feelings, what we see, what we hear about ourselves, what we listen to, you remember in the, in the conscious mind, we're taking in everything in our universe through our senses. So what we see about ourselves, you know, what we smell, what we taste, what we touch, how we take in everything in our universe affects us. You know, it creates the actions that we do either to get positive results or to not do something to, to stay away from negative feedback. And as soon as we take those things in, into our conscious mind, whether as soon as we agree with them, they sink down into the subconscious and they begin to do the work there. And that was the piece from episode one that we were saying that, you know, we've got people that are daily walking around carrying two suitcases of luggage and baggage, you know, about themselves that, that may, that is not true. You know, some of us are carrying 20, 200, maybe 500. And when we start to drag luggage like that around, guess what? That's a heavy load. So what we're doing in a sense is we're having to turn around backwards just to pull and haul all that baggage around. And when we're facing backwards, dragging our baggage around, we can't see out in front of us. So we can't see the opportunities that are there just waiting for us because our back is turned because we're hauling all this crud around about ourselves, which isn't true. So we can't look out of the windshield. We're looking in the rearview mirror. And we're looking at a small picture of an experience or something that we've taken in and we've got to get rid of that. So how do we do that? How do we transform our thinking? Because I can guarantee you what you're thinking about today is what you're getting in your life and what you're thinking about what right now and what you're reading and the people that you're surrounding yourself with. When you look three years down the road, five years down the road, that's how we know what we've been thinking about is because we attract. Have you ever heard that saying that like attracts like? You know, we're all, you know, everything's in vibration out there. And, you know, when we're vibrating on positivity, uh, we attract positivity into our life. When we're vibrating in negativity and negative thoughts and in a downward spiral and nothing's going well, we seem to get more of that. And so in order to get our salt back and live a life of abundance, a life that I believe we were all intended to live, we've got to do that inner work. And we've got to do that substructure work. Remember from episode one, we talked about, you know, a skyscraper being built. That substructure, that part below the ground is going to be in direct proportion to how high that skyscraper gets to go. And if we're talking about you and I, we've got to do the work that's hard and difficult. And it takes daily focus, weekly focus. And sometimes it's easier to, to sometimes dwell in some, some of the negativity. Have you ever, you know, and this is true. I don't know if you want to, you just think about it to yourself. What news travels faster than anything else? Is it gossip and bad news and something, or is it a great fun story, a great, awesome story about somebody, maybe just even in your workplace, the gossip and the negative stuff tends to just like flood and, and move around like a fire, but we need to turn that around and let the good stuff roll just as fast. And we got to lay a good substructure because the more solid and the, the deeper our substructure is laid about who you are, about who I am, the higher that we can go and the more abundant life that we can live.
you know, we talked about when negative thoughts come or when we experience those, you know, we, we do something, we say something, we, we try something, you know, it might be new, whatever we, we get a reaction, whether positive, negative, good, bad, you know, and then that causes feelings inside of us, whether good or bad, or, you know, happy or sad or frustrated or mad or embarrassed or whatever it is. And that really causes that cycle of, you know, do I repeat that same action to get the same positive results? Yes. But then also if I did something and I boo-booed, if I did something and it wasn't so great, maybe I tried to take a shot. I got in the game finally and I tried to, you know, take a shot and I missed and we lost the game or whatever. And, and, you know, all those feelings of defeat came upon us, like, you know, like a bath and you're like, I don't ever want to repeat that. I don't want to get into that circumstance again. You know, maybe I got in the game and, and, and the ball came to me or, and I dropped it or I fumbled it or you know, maybe I had a chance to do a presentation for work and I fumbled um, a little bit. I wasn't as crisp and clean and I was embarrassed and I lost my space. I lost my place. You know, what What was it? And then we tend to shy away from those things or I don't want the spotlight anymore. I, I want to push those things away that gave me negative feedback. And we've got to just change our thinking and lay our substructure and grow that tree as tall as we can and not compare us. You know, a flower doesn't compare itself to the flower next door. It just blooms and we're here to bloom. So when negative thoughts happen, we kind of left off at this place. What do we do? How do you combat those? And believe me, if you are honest with yourself, sometimes, and we all have vices, sometimes those negative thoughts come every few seconds and seconds over seconds and minutes over minutes and all day long. And we're thinking about that thing. Maybe it's your health. Maybe there's something going on and you're, you're worried and it's overtaking you. You think, well, what is that pain? What is that? Does that pain mean that, that I have something terrible going on with me? How do you combat those negative thoughts that come? It's really pretty easy. Basically, if you're thinking about how we take in information from our environment, we said through our senses, And the second we agree with it or accept it, it goes down into the subconscious. So when those things are coming at us, that we have the opportunity to accept them, we need to recognize that that thing that's coming in is the negative thought and it's going to ping. We need to ping it back off of us. So it does not, we are not in agreement with it. It's not going to sink down into our subconscious mind. So you might say, okay, Amanda, that's, you know, I don't don't even know how to do that. How do you do that? Well, as soon as a negative thought comes, you immediately, as you start to, and, and you'll train yourself. This is the training ground. This is the inner work. When negative thoughts come, sometimes we don't even realize that we have let it slip down because we've accepted it. It's gone down into our subconscious. And guess what? Now it's tagged along to a couple of other buddy ideas that we've had about ourselves in the past. You know, let's just take, for instance, I tried to make the uh, serve the ball over the net. I was playing volleyball, tried to shoot, you know, the basketball, you know, in the hoop. Maybe I tried to catch the football. Maybe I tried to give the presentation. And just like I said earlier, it fumbled. And then as soon as we have another opportunity or something comes our way, we we want to get rid of it. It's like a hot potato, get it out. I don't want it. Instead of embracing it, yes, give it to me. Give it to me because as soon as I take that in in the negative way, a couple of other buddy negative thoughts are going to tack on. Yeah, remember what happened last time you did this? Yeah, it was a disaster. You lost the game. You fumbled the ball. Your presentation was a dud. You didn't get that promotion. Nobody's going to recognize you again. You lost your chance. Whatever it is, whatever those negative thoughts are, they will multiply as quick as as rabbits. 
if you allow it to happen. Instead, as you train yourself to think, when a thought is coming at you, you ping it off by stopping and saying, no, in your head, you don't have to say it out loud. You can, but you don't have to just say, no, that is not my truth. That is not my story. And then you back it up with what is your story? I'm going to give you a personal story about myself. I think we all always think in pictures and we can relate to stories. When our oldest daughter, Chelsea was born, uh, she was probably about four months old. My husband and I went on a trip and we flew. And when we were flying back, you know, at that time we were pretty young. And so we could take the red eye and, you know, you'd never miss the beat, but our red eye landed in San Antonio. And then it was going to do a hop to Austin where, where we originated from, where the flight originated from. And when we stopped in San Antonio and people deplaned and we got some new people on board, we were taking off. And just right about the time when the wheels were going to lift off, there was a huge, uh, what we assumed to be like an explosion on the right side. We were on the left side of the plane. This was on the right side of the plane. And the people on the right side of the plane were screaming, oh my gosh, it's on fire. It's on fire. Luckily, the pilot immediately slammed on the brakes. I mean, we were literally about to lift off and he was able to stop the plane. And, you know, of course it takes everybody to, you know, we don't know what's going on. We think, oh my gosh, we, you know, he thought we blew a tire. You know, we don't know what's going on, but everybody was like the engine, the engine is on fire. And so everybody's, you know, wanting to bail out. Well, come to find out we'd hit, we'd hit a bird right before takeoff. And that's what did it. So they were like, Hey, we're going to get things cleaned up and, you know, we get back on the, uh, up in the air and head on over to Austin. Well, I wasn't having it. I was getting off that plane. And all I could think about was I have this baby and if something happened to me, I have this brand new little girl and that's my life. And after that point for a lot, a lot of years, I didn't want to fly. I had limited myself. I had allowed fear to creep in and it had stymied me. You know, if Bobby and I were going somewhere, I would be okay. I wasn't great. I didn't like it. I got nervous. I got, you know, it was, it was just a battle to get me, you know, into a plane, but I would never take a trip by myself. I was just a, a nervous wreck. And I allowed that. So as those thoughts would come or somebody would be flying, or I'd hear a story about this, that, or the other, I just let that negativity slip right in. Oh, you're going to have to fly. Could you fly here? Oh, no, no, no. You know, oh, that there was a plane crash. I would self-talk myself into fear over that experience. It wasn't real but it was real. I had made it real and I had magnified it because that's what I would think about. I can't fly. I have to, you know, I'll drive, I'll drive. I don't care how many hours I have to drive. I will drive. And so I limited myself in that regard until I started to apply these principles too. As, as soon as a, you know, somebody said, let's go on a vacation. We're going to fly here or there. I would feel myself reverting back to that fear of flying. I would say, no, that is not my truth. My truth is I love to fly. Flying brings the world smaller to me. I enjoy the scenery. I love looking out of the window of a plane, looking in and down upon the, uh, the landscape, watching the city lights as, as we fly over, coming into a new city. I love flying. And believe me, this did not happen overnight, but it did happen where I finally was able to conquer and, and reverse my fear. And I really do think it's in large proportion to how long I had let the fear take hold. And the fear probably had taken over about that for well over 20 years. 
I didn't want to do it. So I think it's in direct proportion of how much work I had to do to finally get myself where I truly did love to fly. And honestly, I would have to fight that battle. If we were going somewhere, whatever, I would constantly fight. No, I love to fly. Flying is, is wonderful. It's, and I would just repeat that same scenario. I enjoy flying. Flying is wonderful. It brings the world smaller. I love to, to go to new places and experience new people and make new friends and see new places and have a wonderful vacation or go visit family or whatever it was. And it kind of, that might sound so simple if you're listening, but re- remember what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And Amanda, I think, you know, with the listeners today, it, it, like what you just said, it's simple but it's necessary because, you know, think about our work, our job. If things are going great with your job, everybody, everything's great. You know, everybody walks in the door, they're happy, but let's say, you know, somebody has a bad day at work or um, maybe a coworker hurt your feelings, or maybe a project that you've been working on didn't, wasn't fulfilled the way you thought it should be fulfilled. Or um, maybe there's been, you know, a couple of days that have been difficult at work. And so then, you know, that starts to accumulate and then you wake up and you're like dreading going to work or fearing going to work. Or thinking, well, what do those people think about me? What do those coworkers think about me? What if you're a manager and you have people working underneath you, you could easily let that word we talked about fear impact your day or how you are at work. And I think it just goes back to, you know, the words of, of affirmation. Today's going to be a great day. I'm a great manager. I'm going to be a support to the people that I work with. I'm going to treat, you know, my coworkers with kindness and whether they're kind back to me, I'm still going to be kind to them. And I'm a great person. I'm a hard worker. I'm a great manager. You know, all those things, I think it's very, very important. It seems so, so minor. It seems like something so small, but even myself, just the last few weeks, um, you know, I was kind of in a, a rut with with some work things going on, but I think I started doing that. I took time for myself in the morning. I would go jog in the morning, do a quick workout, get my mind right, log onto the computer. I'm going to have a great day. Today is going to be a productive day. Today, I'm going to accomplish this. These are the things that are going to happen. And I started saying that this was what is going to happen. And that did happen. And it was positive. It was a positive outcome. By you doing that, you make other people smile. Like it's infectious, you know, just like negativity can be infectious. Um, if one person's negative and they go talk to somebody else and they go talk to somebody else, positivity is infectious too. And so I just encourage our listeners to be the positive infection, not the negative infection. Thank you, Brooke. Absolutely. And I really love that you started to share that word affirmation, because that's where this is going to culminate is really the the task. Part of that substructure work is we're really going to ask ourselves to start to create some affirmations for your life. And that is what you're going to start your day with. And that may very well well be what you have to repeat over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again throughout the day. They're really quick, but you have to recognize 
when the thought is coming positive or negative. And you want to, obviously you want to keep the ones that are positive. Say, yes, I am a child of the most high God. Yes. Uh, it is going to be a great day. Yes. I am a capacity builder. Yes. I declare that I am blessed. Yes. It is going to be a wonderful day. Great things are happening to me today. But, you know, as we talk about getting our salt back, you know, we've, we've got multiple areas, you know, negativity affects us in our mind, right? The things that we think about affects us in our body. What if we're trying to shed some pounds and we just, we just haven't been able to do it. What if we've wanted, we've tried everything. We don't know why. And it's very easy to be defeated and just say, I I give up. So we have to challenge that challenge that negativity with positive affirmation. What about our finances? What if we're just not there? What if we just can't see our way out of debt? What if we can't see our way to the next level? It's easy to be defeated and we can't let that happen. What about when we're asked, the community's asking you, Hey, would you like to volunteer for that? And you think, well, the first, your first thought is I don't have time for that. My life is busy. It's this, it's that. And all of a sudden you rattle off all the reasons why you can't, but really when we give back, it's when our bucket gets full and it's our efforts have been multiplied, get multiplied and multiplied. And all of a sudden, great things start happening to us. And, and in our relationships, the same family. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think about as a parent, you know, I'm a great mom. I'm a great wife. I love my children. I will bring my children up in a great household. I will pray with my children. Um, I will take time to play with my children. You know, when they ask you to play a game, I mean, just earlier, Faith asked me to play guess who game. And I could have easily said no, but I said, yeah, sure. We'll play a couple of games. And we did. And we had fun and we had fun, but it's just, yeah, going back to just saying, I, I am these things. And I know that I can, I am for my, for my family for my finances, for my work, for my body. (laughs) I am healthy because, you know, you were talking about how, you know, something hurts and you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? What could that be? And I'm 30 years old. I know that I'm a healthy 30 year old. Um, And so I, I don't want to let that fear consume my life in any, any of those areas. So true. So true. And I think if you're listening, just knowing how to ping it off so that those thoughts come. And if it's not, if it's negative, you say, no, that's not my story. My story is, and then you speak your affirmation very quickly. And just some ones that we can share with you real, real quickly. I, Brooke, I, I was just listening as you were sharing those, those were perfect little snippets of how to turn that around. And then that gets that sinks down into your subconscious because that's the story that you are saying about your life and that you are preaching over your life because then that story is going to create the actions that will create the, um, the new feelings and the, that whole cir- circle that gets fulfilled. But just, just some ones that I have stated, you know, in the past, um, you feel free to use these uh, trash or treasure. You probably have your own that are so much better, but I'm going to share just a few. Uh, Brooke, if there's some other ones you want to share too, I, I'd love to hear those. But I just say, you know, if something's coming in it's, and it's not right, I say, no, that is not my story. My story is, is one of blessings. I declare that I am blessed with creativity, with courage, with ability, and with abundance. I declare that I'm blessed with a strong will and with self-control and self-discipline. I declare that I'm blessed with a great family, with great friends, with great health, and with faith, favor, and fulfillment. I declare that I'm blessed with success, with supernatural strength, with promotion, and with divine protection. I declare that I am blessed with an obedient heart and with a positive outlook on life. 
I declare that everything I put my hands to do is going to prosper and succeed. I'll tell you another thing for those of you that, you know, that are out there and you're, you're spiritual. And I believe you back that up too. You can, you can speak affirmation with uh, scripture. No, that's not my story. My story is God said that to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, make my requests known to you. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension will guard my heart and my minds in Christ Jesus. You know, if there's one for, for health and healing, no Lord in Jeremiah, you said that you will restore health unto me and heal me of all my wounds. It's just real quick. It's a quick way. It's a quick way of counteracting those negative thoughts that come. And I can guarantee you that as you continue to do that, more and more positive thoughts are going to come and things are going to start to turn around. And all of a sudden you're realizing that you're laying, your substructure is going deeper and deeper so that your superstructure, what's on the outside and what you're seeing and what's happening in your physical world is going to be changing too. Now, here's another piece of that. It may turn around for a minute, a few days, a few weeks, and something, something may happen. And it doesn't mean that you don't get to live a life free of, you know, trials, obstacles, challenges. That's not what this means. But the more that you understand this principle, the quicker that you can turn it around and everything that happens in our life, I believe it's there to grow me. It's how I look at it. Remember last time when we were together and we were talking about getting our salt back and we were looking at the, the loser, the universal loser sign coming and going. And I ask you to, you know, put your thumbs together and then just rotate your wrists outward. And then you, you created the letter W, which is the universal winner sign. We are still having the same material. We just changed the perspective. The more you focus on changing the perspective, the more you will realize that for every challenge, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And that's for a future episode, the laws of the universe. But the more that you practice on, on this principle of when negative thoughts come, you ping them off with your words. And you might have to say them over and over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden you realize, huh, I started out my day with my positive affirmations and I haven't had to say anything to ping anything off for you know half a day. And then all of a sudden, maybe a whole day. And then you realize I'm getting my salt back. And you're sharing this with others because things are changing in your life. Brooke, were there some other affirmations that you wanted to share or some perspective or some other thoughts? I think you um, kind of hit the nail on the head. You kind of touched on different affirmations and, and they don't have to be, you know, fancy. They can be simplified too. you know, think about the areas of your life that you struggle with and just just start by saying, I am this. I am this, I am blessed because of this, but I, I think you really touched on some really key points. And I, I know that it seems so simple, but yet it is something that, that will change your life. It'll change your perspective. It'll change your whole outlook on family work finances, you know, um, things that are holding you back just by words of affirmation, you can rise above. And fear is a liar. Don't let fear hold you back. And with that, um, we always like to bring our podcast to a close with a thought or a song because music 
infuses us with feeling sometimes. And sometimes if it's important that maybe we find a connection in music. And uh, so Brooke, I, I wanted you to share, you found a couple of great songs that we could share with the audience, you know, to help as, as we're all getting our salt back and changing and building affirmations and still struggling with obstacles that come our way. Sure. Music. Uh, I know everybody has, you know, their opinions of music and general songs and, but I always feel like there's always, there's always songs out there that can really help you get through whatever you are going through in, in life or whatever emotion you have or feeling or happiness, sadness, grief, you know, uh, whatever it is, there's always, that's what I love about music is there's always songs out there that really help tie into how you really are feeling on the inside. So I would encourage um, our listeners to roll down your windows. If you have a sunroof, open up your sunroof, provided that it's not raining, but um, <laughs> do that. And we have two songs. One is Fear is a Liar by Zach Williams. Beautiful song. His words are spot on with how fear fear is just that. Fear is the liar. So don't let the fear of whatever you're going through be the, be the thing that holds you back. So I encourage you to, to listen to that song closely, listen to the words. The second song is Hello Beautiful by Mercy Me. Again, another really beautiful song. They're both very different songs, but the message is the same. And so roll down those windows, open up that sunroof, and we encourage you to listen to the words of these songs. Thank you so much, Brooke. And to our audience, we just thank you for joining us for this episode of Salt Talks. And we just ask you to continue on to the journey with us and let's all be blessed. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.